Hello and welcome back to the Real Talks Robin podcast with me, your host, Robin. I am an online fitness professional and I help women change their lives and build confidence through realistic exercise and nutrition. My goal for this podcast is to share my experience of years of toxic dieting, which led me to have a terrible relationship with food and poor body image. But by overcoming this, I want to help you through my story without all the nonsense of the fitness industry. If you'd like me to cover anything specifically or simply just share your feedback with me, feel free to reach out via my social media pages at Robin Drummond Fitness. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. I hope you are having the best week. I hope Journey Day is treating you well. I, amongst many, will have set great intentions for January and it's probably not going to plan. And that is completely normal. And on that note, let's stop being hard on ourselves. Let's stop putting too much pressure on ourselves. <coughs> Here we go. Here we go with the coughing again already. We are 30 seconds in and there is a cough and now I'm going to be here for the next 40 minutes and hope I don't die in the process. So apologies in advance. So as many of you know, I am on this asthma journey of discovering why I continuously get chest infections. So if I am doing a little cough now and again, I do apologise, but I am not going to allow it to put me off filming, doing any recording at all. So quick update, I have always really got frequently unwell, um, like for like for a long time. However, thankfully they are doing something about it. And wait, wait till you hear this. I had the best experience, the best experience at the GP. And I think, I think when you really, really do, you, you might, it makes me think, oh God, maybe, maybe there is actually something really wrong. Um, but I do apologise in advance if there is little bits of coughing throughout. I will try and pause it if I end up having a coughing fit, but it should be fine. Um, but it's so nice to actually be getting somewhere with the whole chesty thing. So I don't actually, they don't actually think it is chest infections. They basically think just as everybody else does, gets cold and viruses and then it's triggering an asthmatic response. Um, and that is unfamiliar to me because that's never how it's been treated over years. So it's very, very new, which is good because I have two inhalers and I can breathe. Um, so that's a bonus. So my January was going to be very, very different. I had all these wonderful plans. We had really great intentions to, you know, do many, many things. And already that's not quite going to plan. And I think that many people also have to realise that that's okay. And it's great that we have great intentions. I am still going to achieve the things that I wanted to have achieved this month. It just might be a little bit slower. It might just take a little bit longer and that's completely fine. And I think that it was almost like, you know, for example, when, well, someone will say to me, I wanted, I don't know, I want to lose body fat. And they have this really, really high expectation. And 
basically, they only maybe, I don't know, let's, let's, let's use scale weight, even though it's not the most, you know, magical form of measurement. So they, you know, they go in with this expectation, they want to lose six pounds and in January they only lost three. It's having this continuous high expectation of yourself that you didn't do what you originally set out to do, but you still achieved something. And I guess there's a really, really great message in that as well is reflecting back on, you know, the amazing things that you are achieving that might not look like what you originally set out to achieve. So I had seen a comment on our Facebook community group over the weekend that actually was in relation to scales about basically weighing themselves and too scared because, you know, and the thing is, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for scales. I'm also not against them and I'm not really, I'm not really, I don't really agree with the whole cancel culture thing. Like, you know, like, oh, just get it, just like, you know, chuck them out the window, leave them behind. I believe in improving relationships with things. And that's what we're going to talk about today is improving relationship with your food and why people continuously go around this vicious, vicious cycle of never actually getting to maybe where they want to be because of the cycle. And a lot of it is to do with your mindset. So this individual had, you know, was scared to step on the scales to weigh themselves because they were ultimately too scared to disappoint themselves. But I was like, look at all the amazing things you're achieving out with that. Like your nutrition has improved. You're likely improving that food relationship. You are exercising more. Like the benefits to your health and your well-being and how long that you live on this planet are massively being positively impacted. But yet we still allow the scales to, you know, to ruin that, which is a shame. And that's where, that's where I am a big believer in working on that before, you know, you just decide to literally, I, I feel like years ago, everyone would just be like, just chuck them in the bin, just chuck them in the bin. And you're like, why? Why not understand them? Why not understand that, okay, in week one, you could take a form of measurement and then use them again, week four, week eight, week 12, week 16. And actually from week one to 16, you will see a change. Like that is going to show you. However, the problem is people weigh themselves every day and every single week. And with the expectations of losing a lot of weight per week. And that's where the disappointment lies. So let's try and get everybody out this vicious cycle of starting and stopping. But we are going to go in with, why did I say we? I am going to go in. I need to start owning it and stop saying we because it's just me. Just me doing podcasts, doing RDF with a very helpful hand on the side. But it is just me. Um, so I'm going to go in with the angle of relationships with food, talking about a couple myths around food. But I think for the next few podcast episodes, I'm going to go down the angle of actual nutrition education, because I just think that everybody should have access to understanding food. And hopefully with that education, it will help improve your relationship with food. And I'll cover why and how the, the, the where, what, how, why, when. <laughs> Anyway, here we go. Had to take a wee break there <clears throat> before we continued. So that was um like a second intro. Okay, so 
today we're going to talk about improving your relationship with food or trying to get off the vicious cycle of dieting and the the biggest there's so, there's so many ways that I could like there's so many avenues that I could take today's podcast the problem is each individual topic could actually be a podcast episode on its own and for that reason I'm only probably going to cover about two or three points because how much literally I could say on them and that's why I think that providing you with that education will really really help and understanding what nutrition is. Someone said at the weekend that they struggled to move away from a diet club because they they did they only knew that way and that's absolutely fine like you know like no discredit but like it's not a long-term solution but if you don't educate yourself in nutrition, then you'll never be able to move yourself away from the the diet culture's poor messaging, okay? So let's start with good and bad foods, all right? Now, when many people, I suppose, you don't actually have to have a fat loss goal, but when many people start a journey and they, whether that be fat loss, whether that be just improve their health and well-being, they automatically either use terminology like I've been really good today or this has been a really good week. Now, that's not 100% true, okay? It's okay to say you've had a good week. That's not that's not even relevant. Um, I've been good today is probably the biggest phrase that I hear sometimes. I've been really good. And what does good mean? It often means that you've not had anything that's nice, like, you know, chocolate or some snacks. It's always the chocolate and the snacks. Why do we attack the chocolate and the snacks. <coughs> so, there's nothing wrong with chocolate and snacks. So please don't cut them out. Now, there is absolutely no good and no bad foods, okay? And I often hear people refer to food as bad. And I, I was trying to think what else I'd read on the Facebook group. It was someone said that they'd had a really good f- weekend eating food that they shouldn't have had. And I was like, but why shouldn't you have had? You should have had them because you wanted to eat them. And you probably had a really nice weekend with people and family and friends having a fabulous time. So why shouldn't you have eaten them? Because that person still believes that certain food is bad okay and ultimately there isn't what food is right is made up of nutrients okay so we're going to have lots of food that are very very beneficial for us and our health okay so there's going to be great foods full of vitamins and minerals that are very advantageous for us to have and obviously you will hear many many times that you should eat more vegetables you should eat more fruit that you know, these these foods are amazing for us. Carbs provide energy. Protein helps our body repair. Fats protect our hormones. They actually help distribute vitamins around the body, like, and energy. So there, there are so many positive reasons to have food. The, these foods aren't bad. Now, the foods that are obviously more commonly thought as, as bad food are going to be things like takeaways, chocolate, sweets, cakes, all the lovely, nice things, okay? And there's the point there, all the lovely, nice things. So we have to stop demonising them. Now, let's take a bar of chocolate, right? This is why understanding calories is really, really important. A lot of th- a lot of people 
still slag calorie counting, which is fine. I understand that people will have done calorie counting and possibly had maybe not the best experience with it. And that's why it gets a bad rep. But, and we'll not talk about the recent podcast that was on a very famous podcast, but I will, you know, share my thoughts about that podcast. If no one has any idea what I'm talking about, please don't worry about it. Basically, someone just said calorie count was pointless. And that's absolutely, like, do you know what? It's all estimations. We are here just estimating everything the best that we can. Absolutely. So, you know, it's not perfect, but it does work. And understanding food and nutrition and calories and macros will really, really serve you for a long time. Okay. So let's take our chocolate bar. Let's say your galaxy has 200 calories in it. Okay. When you consume that chocolate bar, that chocolate bar is going to be made up of macronutrients, okay? So when you flip to any food label, on that food label, it's going to have calories, it's going to have carbs, fats, and proteins, okay? Now, there's going to be other things on it that might show salt, it might show fiber, it might show unsaturated or saturated fats. Um, It might, yeah, it will have carbs and then it might have sugars. There are lots of things on a food label, your macronutrients are carbs, fats and protein, okay? They are the main three. That's what I want you to think about, okay? Actually, the really the most important macronutrient is protein. Now, every macronutrient has a molecular form, which I'm not going to sit and give you the chemistry and the breakdown of every single food, but each type of carb is going to have a different structure. It's going to have a stri- different goal in the body. Protein is going to break down and it's going to have different responsibilities in the body. Likewise, there are different fats, okay? Now, there are lots of proteins as well. Now, when you consume a chocolate bar, your body will only know it for the macronutrient breakdown or the calories that's in it, okay? So if it's got 20 grams of carbs, let's maybe have five grams of fat, when you eat that chocolate bar, all your body knows is what's in the bar, okay? So it might have, um, say, 10 grams of sugar, okay? Now, what your body's going to do is going to go, right, well, what do I do with that sugar, okay? It's going to use it as readily available energy, okay? Now, your body is not going to just have this chocolate bar and then convert it into body fat. It's not going to just cause you to gain body fat, The problem is, is within our minds and the subconscious or what you tell yourself that this piece of food is. So your mindset is the only thing holding you back from this relationship that you have with food. Now, when you consume a chocolate bar, it ain't going to do anything. It's 250 calories toward a calorie goal that most people normally have between 17 and 1900 calories a day. So it's literally, if you literally have a daily calorie allowance of 1800 calories, right? And you are only causing a small dent in that by 250. Like, what are you worried about? There is nothing bad within that food. So you have to ultimately 
tell your brain and your mindset and get used to that habit of telling yourself that it's fine, it's okay. Now, I'm not sitting here, obviously, being like, hey, go and eat 10 chocolate bars. That's the difference, that it's okay to have a chocolate bar if you want to have it. It's okay if you want to have a cake. It's okay if you want to have something nice, something sweet. The difference is, it's not consuming all of those things every single day, all of the time. That is literally the difference, okay? So, for example, every day I probably have something really nice that I enjoy. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about the coughs. I definitely, 100%, always have something really tasty, really nice and that I enjoy. That truthfully really helps me. And that could be something as simple as a Kit Kat. It could be a blue band because I love those biscuits. Sometimes it might be a nice um, homemade protein yogurt before I go to bed that has little chopped up bits of dark chocolate. Sometimes I used to grate the dark chocolate because when you grate dark chocolate over yogurt, oh my God, it literally looks like there's like, <laughs> like a field of dark chocolate. It's so much. Um, so I put peanut butter, I put dark chocolate in that. Sometimes I put little bits of syrups in it. Um, again, not big mountains of everything. And I really look forward to that every single day. I look forward to my little thing because if you were to cut that out, what is going to happen? You're going to miss it and you're going to want it the most. Okay. So I think that what really helped me improve my relationship with food and to stop feeling guilty about the food that I was eating, especially especially when I was trying to lose body fat, you cannot cut this food out for life. Like you absolutely cannot. The problem is, is when a lot of these um, like, sl- um, like slimming methods, that was really obvious, um, fat loss methods, transformation challenges, a lot of it will be either making you feel bad about the choices that you make. It will be calories that are really low And therefore, you tend to find that you will cut these things out because you think that they're bad. And honestly, they're not. The best thing you can do is literally keep this stuff in your daily diet. Honestly. If you try to keep continuing to cut it out, it's only going to worsen that relationship and you're never, ever going to have that healthy relationship with food. Okay? And it applies to so many things. I could talk about don't cut carbs out your diet, don't cut anything out your diet. I honestly don't know why everybody seems to be on a mission to try and cut things out in order to lose body fat. I think I think society is really bad at trying to find a way. We're trying to find a breakthrough way to lose body fat. And we cut things out. We try this. We try low-carb diet. We try low-fat diet. We try cutting everything out. We, we do all these things. And actually... What benefit does it have? It doesn't, you end up back at the, the start, back to square one and literally, um, yeah, back to square one trying to do it again. Why people go around this cycle as well is that restriction, okay? So restriction will always lead to overeating. I might use the word binge today um, and there is a distinctive difference between the word binge and overeating, okay? I try my best to speak the language of what most people use. People will come to me and say they can't stop binge eating. Binge eating is an actual disorder, okay? It is an eating disorder. 
And it's very, very important. And maybe maybe from this podcast, we can try to improve our terminology in the way that we discuss things is that if someone comes to me and they say they can't stop binge eating, I have to screen for any red flags every single time. Okay, so basically, if you are somebody that struggles with this and feels that you are, and you are listening, please reach out because I'm more than happy to refer you on to people that can help, okay? Now, people describe an episode of overeating as a binge, okay? They binge something. They are overeating. That's simply all it is. If you can regain control again, um, that's an overeating episode. Any more than that potentially could be a referral outwards to somebody, a professional, that would be really able to support that. Okay, so when we restrict our food intake, we are likely to overeat on it. And that's why when I'm talking to you about having a good relationship with food, it all starts with how you're talking to yourself. So if you start to improve the fact that you do have chocolate now daily or you do have the thing that you like often, okay? Um, it doesn't have to be daily, by the way. I feel like now I'm going to go, like you guys are all going to go away and be like, well, Robin said I had to eat a Galaxy bar every single day. And it's not about that. It's about having something nice that you enjoy, okay? So if you still had that relationship where you were calling it bad, then what's likely to happen off the back of that, and it's like this complete vicious continuous cycle, is you're going to cut your food out. And it's going to become very, very restrictive, okay? And when we restrict, we overeat. Because what happens, and I can tell you, I this has happened to me on a serious level, okay? And that's from competing in bodybuilding. But if you cut those foods out, um, you are then likely to overeat in large amounts of them, okay? So when someone starts a fat loss journey, they immediately think that they have to clear the contents of their entire house and they have to eat it all before they start. And especially with Christmas, because everyone gets chocolate, they go, oh my God, I have to get rid of this before I start anything. That's not true. They can't trust themselves when they're around food, so they either don't buy it. And when this happens, you are literally, especially if you do this all at once, okay, if you are someone that maybe could reduce your food intake or you could reduce the frequency of how many times that you are consuming it then trying to do this all at once is so unhealthy for you but this applies to takeaway this applies to alcohol this applies to um sweet treats it applies to socializing if you try to cut any of them out for a long period of time what do you think is going to happen you are going to crave them but you're not just going to crave them a small amount. That craving is going to be very, very intense, okay? And you're more than likely going to eat them, but eat them in excess of. And this is why we should not cut anything out. And this is a cycle that people often can't get themselves out of is because they start a new journey, right? So we've, we've started this health and wellbeing journey. We've got to Friday, okay? So you've done five days on the new diet, well done. Then you go, oh, do you know what? I really want takeaway. So we had a takeaway um, and it was lovely on Friday and it was absolutely fabulous. But I'm not going to then 
just my mentality around that takeaway. It's so funny how this all connects from one thing to the next, okay? So when I have this takeaway, I'm not then going to be like, oh my God, I hate myself. I feel so guilty. I've failed. I've given up on my diet because I've had this. And therefore, that's when this um, almost like relapses. And then we literally we literally just go, oh, well, screw it. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to overeat. And then it just this constant cycle just keeps continuing. So there's actually three things there. Okay. So let's break that down. There is no good or food. Uh, there's no good or bad food. Okay. We have gone through that. There is no reason to cut anything out. And when we cut things out, what's going to happen is you're going to want them more. You are going to have that craving intensified. You are going to want it and want it and want it. And when you have it, you're probably not just going to have one chocolate bar. You're going to want to have a lot of it. So please do not cut anything out. Have everything in moderation. With your day, it might be a small bag of crisps. You know, you get really nice um, low-cal crisps these days. Could be a little packet of crisps and a Kit Kat. That's your snacks in the day, okay? That's amazing. Don't cut them out. If you do, you're going to want them more. If you, say for example, cut socialising out, eating out with family, eating out with friends, having a takeaway. Yes, if you are on a fat loss journey, you're going to just have to do these things a little bit different. And this is where compromise is involved. This is not restriction, this is compromise. So you have to compromise with me and say, right, okay, well, if I want to have a takeaway on Saturday, it's very unlikely that I'm going to, I don't know, go out for a massive, massive brunch on Wednesday and if you do that's also fine it's just knowing that you know if you if you have a fat loss goal and you say for example went out for a bunch on Wednesday you had a takeaway on a Friday and then you went out to the club on a Saturday that's not really going to help your fat loss goals and that's fine and you just almost want to be like well do you know what I've had a good week and I just move on to the next one and it's that point I'm going to talk about next is moving forward after we choose to do something. So as you can see there are so many different angles and things that I could talk about when it comes to this and I just want to come back to the fact that if you do end up having a week where there's lots and lots of socialising and it's something that you know that just happens you are just literally going to have to draw a line after it and just move forward. It's okay, okay? We can't avoid these things. And that's the most, I suppose, the most important part is your actions following a decision that you've made is now what keeps you going. And this is what's going to help break that cycle of being like, oh, well, I've just given up. Your actions after having something like that is what makes a difference. It's not actually the meal itself. So let's take a night out, for example, and you've gone up the town. <laughs> I'm like literally never going up the town anymore. But if you are going out for a few bevies on a Saturday and you've say you've had a couple gins, okay, because we've swapped our gins, it will swap the wine for gins because it's, you know, a little bit more advantageous for a fat loss diet, a fat loss journey. Oh God. So you've had that, but you know, you've had, you've had quite a few. So, you, you know, you, you've left the club and you're walking past the kebab shop and you know that you've got that pizza in the house that you said you were going to have. Okay. In that moment, try and somehow convince yourself that the pizza would be really 
beneficial to you. However, <coughs> if you haven't, and you now have stumbled into the kebab shop and you have a chicken kebab, to be honest, chicken kebabs are actually all right. But you've you've done that, okay? The next morning, this is when it all matters. You've had the night out. You've swapped the wine for some gin. You've done the best that you could there. You had a chicken kebab, which to be honest is not that. Fa- it's it's not um not horrific. So it's not the. Here I am telling everybody about good and fat, good, good and bad food, and I just called food horrific. In terms of choices, it's not that calorific. Let's call it. <clears throat> so Sunday has arrived. The head is sore and you don't feel as fabulous as you normally do. This is when it matters the most, okay? So trying to get up for your steps, trying to get up for some fresh air is going to really, really benefit you. Keep the activity going. Hangovers will affect, obviously, our food choices, our decisions towards food, and that's why... (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's a hangover. It doesn't matter if you've just gone out for food on a Saturday. Whatever it might be, your secondary actions matter more than the thing that you did in the first place. So what I mean there is that the night out is probably not going to have that much of an impact towards your journey, okay? Because ultimately, if you are someone that enjoys socialising, then you just, you know, socialise and accept that that rate of fat loss might be lower. Just accept that you might have to make compromises throughout the, the way and that's absolutely fine. But if you then allow the following day to impact you and you're hungover, you've decided to lie in bed all day watching Netflix, you've decided to order Chinese at night, that's the difference and that's where it is not going to benefit you on that journey that you're on. But I'm going to take this in two ways. If it does happen, okay, the mindset that you need to have is that, well, do you know what? It's happened now. The important thing is that I draw a line and I move forward, okay? I'm not a failure. I do not need to feel guilty for my actions and move on, okay? Where people don't, is they allow themselves to go down this horrible, vicious hole of, well, I've ruined it anyway, I'm just going to keep going and this excessive eating continues to happen, okay? So there's quite a few things there. If it happens, then fine, learn from it and move forward. Understanding that, say for example, if you do have a specific goal, it's probably not going to be the most beneficial thing. However, the next time at least you've gone through it and you can go, right, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have something in the house when I get home. I'm gonna make alcohol swaps and have gin. I'm gonna make sure that on the Sunday I get back up and I carry on, okay? So that's really, really important and flip the mindset around food flip the mindset in terms of okay well that weekend's happened what can you do about it now you can't it's done but what you can do is learn from it so you've learned that you know these things might not be advantageous if you want to achieve that goal god I I honestly feel like I could just go down so many routes right now 
Because remember, when you come out of a fat loss goal, your calories will increase anyway. So please don't worry. So you've learned from it. The next day, on the Monday, more than likely, you're going to draw a line and you're going to move forward. Okay, and that's the most important thing is that drawing the line, moving forward from it, not beating yourself up about it and understanding that it's okay because that action is going to help you so much more in terms of continuing and achieving that goal than, say, for example, um, you know, allowing yourself to go back onto the cycle of I can't do this, I'm a failure, um, and those horrible, horrible terminologies that we are very often used to beating ourselves up about, okay? So, there is no good and bad food. Food either is very nutritious, and some foods maybe just aren't, okay? But that doesn't mean to say that you can't have them. <laughs> food is calories, so it, calories matter. People who you know, maybe have hadn't had great experiences with calorie count in the past. Maybe perhaps it's just because the way that it's been delivered hasn't been correct, okay? There is nothing wrong with using an electronic diary to, you know, look at your food intake. That's fine and that's what's going to help you count, you know, calories and understand food. Calories, calories matter, all right? Because ultimately, they matter because they are on your side, Chocolate bar is only, what, 2 to 250 calories and you've got a daily allowance of 1,800. Well, why are you worried that one single chocolate bar is going to cause you to gain body fat? It 100% doesn't work like that. The food choice that you have has no impact on your fat gain. It is the calories that you consume on a daily basis and eating too many that does. Restriction will lead to overeating. So please don't cut anything out. Please, please, please just keep continuing to have the foods that you enjoy in moderation. And that's the difference is finding balance. It's finding that level of moderation that you can enjoy these things. It does mean if you are going through a fat loss journey that you can't always do it all, but you can have that level of compromise. You can still have the nice things because in a fat loss goal, we are trying to find a calorie deficit. And when you move away from that, you are going to bring your calories up to calorie maintenance and therefore you literally get to eat more food a day. And last but not least, your actions matter. We want to get out of this vicious cycle of the mindset that we, you know, have and what we tell ourselves after consuming a food that maybe, you know, wasn't the most advantageous for us, or maybe we did eat too many of them, or maybe we did go on a night out and suddenly have done nothing the next day and had a takeaway. You have to change your mindset and you have to learn from these things. All right. And remember, if you are going through a fat loss journey, the most important thing is that in order to maintain or in order to maintain the results that you've achieved you have to be able to do things now that you'll be able to do for life okay so that's why cutting foods out is not something that you can maintain for the rest of your life so don't do it because when you then come out of a fat loss journey and try to maintain the fat loss that you've lost if you were then reintroducing all these foods again and doing all this stuff again and you're not used to it what do you think happens fat gain and this is why when people go through fad diets and all these slimming methods they don't work because the methods themselves are not realistic and sustainable for the rest of your life and have you doing things that you cannot do forever and yeah I really um hope you 
hope that helps. I'm sorry for my little uh, coughing voices today. I promise it's getting better. It's getting better. I'm actually not unwell. I just have a cough and it's really, really annoying. Um, it's not helpful. So I really, really hope you enjoyed that. As always, if you have any questions at all, let me help you. Pop me a message. You know what I am. You might not know what I am. This might be the first episode <laughs> that you've ever listened to. But I will be on all socials at Robin Drummond Fitness. You can email me at Robin Drummond, Robin Drummond Fitness at hotmail.com if you want. And as always, guys, any sharing, screenshotting, tagging me if you're listening really, really helps. Get that podcast out there and help other people who are still struggling with the same, same things. All right. Have an amazing day, everybody. I hope this has really helped and I look forward to next week.